Listeners, welcome to the Patricia Eden Happy Hour. Hi everyone, I'm Eli, and this is You've Got a Minute, a podcast where we are still watching every minute of the 1998 classic film You've Got Mail, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear and... Parker Posey? Parker Posey. Queen Patricia Eden. So, before we even recap or dive into the wonder that is minute five turning into minute six, can we just hear a little bit of your feelings about Patricia? Because I know she's very special to you. She is very special to viewers. She's very special to the World Wide Web. Listeners, you might not yet know who Patricia Eden is. Uh, You're about to find out. She is a character that is underutilized in this film, as I think a lot of characters are. Um, Yeah, there's maybe a little too much Joe and Kathleen for my taste. I I don't know about that. Uh, I love Joe (laughs) and Kathleen. I think that, like... Again, we just need more movies set in this universe. I just want more. Uh, Patricia Eden is a fine example of that. She is a character who, I don't want to say she's the bad guy, but I think that in every romantic comedy, the person that the protagonist is with in the beginning is supposed to be like an obstacle to be overcome. Yeah, she she's a foil. And who, maybe we are jumping ahead of ourselves. Patricia Eden is Joe Fox's live-in partner. And she's great. And she's wonderful, and this movie never acknowledges that. It always treats her as something other than a successful, exciting, hilarious, quirky, fun businesswoman. Yeah. All right, so we've established big Patricia Eden stands over here, queen of chaos. I bow down to you. Let's recap, though. In the first five minutes of the film, we have met three of our main characters, Mm -hmm. Kathleen, Mm -hmm. Joe, Mm -hmm. Frank Navasky, mm-hmm. we've watched a scene where Kathleen opens up her email. We're we're seeing that she's kind of in a secret romance with someone who isn't Frank. And very quickly, we are getting Joe's side of that story. Yeah. So walk us through the minute we're in right now, Eli. Yeah. So the minute right now is basically a mirror of the last minute that we got. And there's a lot of mirroring that will happen between our protagonists to show the similarities and the differences in the way that they handle situations. We are seeing Joe starting his day, interacting with his romantic partner, and then ultimately waiting for them to leave so that he can go answer his email. Do you ever feel that way? <laughs> no. no <there's laughs> Just ne- waiting for someone to leave because they are so insane? I was going to say, there's never a moment where I'm waiting for someone to leave so I can check my email. There's no, <laughs> no person could walk into a room that is less, or that is like, uh, less exciting than my email. But oh, those Zappos coupons. I have no interest in anything of the sort. Uh, so Joe's basically sitting down to breakfast. He, there, he, there's narration of him, you know, his email to Kathleen talking about his dog. We do get to meet Brinkley the dog. Then Patricia Eden basically bursts in. She is a fireball. She has a ton of energy and she's running late for work. So she's making Joe talk to her kind of the way that you talk to me sometimes. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ugh. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's continue to defend her then. (laughs) She's a woman on a mission. Now, I think we should start with the chaotic observations. Patricia has an espresso machine in her kitchen. That's not a chaotic place to keep an espresso machine, so you're going to have to explain what you mean. I think it just sets the tone that this person is basically at all times 
intravenously injected with caffeine. She's a career boy, yeah. Yeah, she is a career boy. Insert Dorian Electric clip. For the listeners, let's get it out of the way. What are the three insane evil statements that Patricia makes as she asks Joe to make her coffee? Uh, she throws down a newspaper so that he can see the obituary for someone. And she says, who is it? Murray Chilton? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Murray Chilton died. That makes one less person I'm not speaking to, which is such an insane thing to say. Iconic. Yeah. A really wonderful, like, that's such a hilarious line. It It's almost too mean for Nora Ephron to have written. But that's the thing, is I think it's written to make this character seem like a villain. The next thing she says is that Vince, someone she knows, got a great review. So she obviously read the review of a book from someone that she knows. Oh, Vince got a great review. He'll be insufferable. And Strike number two. Yes, something great has happened to someone, and all she can think about is how hard it's going to make them to deal with Mm -hmm. and then the last thing that she does is she reminds joe that he has to go with her to a black tie event some fundraiser event that night which is the first moment that this scene uh, once again even becomes remotely about joe like you suddenly remember tom hanks is even in this film because parker posey has been so insanely captivating but we do transition back to him Yeah, yeah, he's kind of arguing for why he doesn't want to go to a black tie dinner and can't he just donate money? And she resolves the discussion how? Uh, By doing, I I don't use the word sexy because I was aroused, but the sexiest thing that happens in the whole movie happens in this moment. Hold on, I I need to clarify. Did you say you were aroused or you're not calling it sexy because you're aroused because you weren't? I need to clarify, were you... Uh, you, maybe I don't want to know. No blood flowed to the nether regions when Patricia Eden humped Tom Hanks to make him go to this event he'd already agreed to go to. No, he hadn't agreed yet. He, he says, oh, can't I just give money? I'm in favor of that. She goes, oh, 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 and no, pouts she pitifully. says, Joe Fox, you promised. He forgot. He Well, oh, okay. In that instance, yeah, he did say he was going, yeah. So she humps his leg while pouting, like his life is so pitiful and it's so hard for him to go to this. And he kind of laughs and goes, okay, okay, I'll go. And she just doesn't stop humping when one should. (laughs) (laughs) Not until he says, hey, don't forget you're late. And then she bursts out of the room like a cartoon character again. And Joe listens down the hall to make sure that she's left. And we get another Scooby-Doo-esque moment with the xylophone. Yes. And but as quick as she came, she's gone. And we have to point out something we noticed that we've never noticed before, which is that Patricia has... Uh, a book press, a, book a, press. a print, some sort of antique, antique old piece of machinery in her home. Which again, this is it's the kind of background information that really builds out the character. Mm-hmm. So Patricia's had this borderline psychotic exchange, and you realize she's good at her job. But in that moment, for me, I was like, she must love what she does. Like, yeah. this, is a, this is a piece not everyone would have in their home. She lives in, like, the penthouse of, or, like, you know, she lives in a high-rise of some kind. Uh, it's an incredibly well-furnished, attractive apartment. But on the wall, she has a magazine because she's on the cover and there's an article all about her. And then, in, and that's not, it's not like the camera even ever lingers on that. It's always kind of out of focus. Mm-hmm. And similarly, the book press is in another room that we barely see through a doorway. And it's also out of focus to the point where I'm not 100% sure what I'm seeing. 
And I don't, I don't think we ever see it again. What this tells us is, like you said, how much thought they've put into each of these characters to make them fully realize who is this person? What would she have in her apartment? What kind of person is she? Well, she's so successful. She's on the cover of a magazine and she can afford antiques from her career. Like we don't see enough of her, but she's very clearly a very interesting person. She's not just some dingbat. And, you know, if someone has to be kind of cuckoo and kind of evil, at least they're passionate about what they do. She's just so well-rounded to me. And I'm so excited to see her in future minutes. I think this is a perfect, perfect foil minute where we get to see, you know, part of maybe why Joe is attracted to Kathleen is because she is on a different planet personality-wise than Patricia Eden. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later, but I think the relationship between Kathleen and Patricia and Joe and Frank is really interesting. For Uh, sure. And this is a great start to that, so I can't wait to get into it later. Until next time. Until next time. Thank thank your... Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode. Keep it